Hello and welcome to Euphoria, a podcast where we look back on the great glam and garish of Eurovision past. My name's Isabel Shulman and I'm joined as ever by a man who, although never having been to Eurovision, has become infamous at the Contest Euro Club as the Northern Hemisphere's hottest new songwriter it's Roland Bodnam <laughs> it's all rumor there's nothing to justify that but I like I like the idea that I've established myself without actually producing a song uh, hi Isabel hi Roland how are you I'm okay thanks it's um President's Day over here which means I spent the whole morning in my pajamas oh, good um, for you mate thinking about presidents I guess I don't know <laughs> is that what you do presidents specifically have you been thinking of today uh, i mean just just the good old days of the bo barack obama that's oh. what i call him <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, but yeah anyway <laughs> moving on good okay uh, lovely how, 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 how have you been over the past two weeks yeah i've been all right mate nothing changes yeah. does it keep, eurovision keep it on, changes Oh my god! It, the the it's now an unstoppable avalanche oh, of yeah. music and pop and all sorts. Thank god, it's bringing Thank joy into my heart. God, um, should we get a should little? We start, have you got a drink? St- I do, I do. It's one thirty. No, it's one o'clock here now on a Monday, and I thought, why not have a lovely glass of gin and tonic? Oh, that's refreshing. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a gin and tonic. I've got ice here. I'm gonna put them in there. What have you got? Um, so I am going to have a glass of already open um, River Crossing Shiraz from South Australia. So hang on, let's do it in synchronised so Ooh. that we can kind of like combine it all. So I'm gonna, I've am gonna, i got a few different parts to mine, but I'm going to try and do it as quickly as I can. Ready? Okay. Okay, I'm going to be going a little bit longer than you. Ready? Three, two, one, go for it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I forgot the ice. Wait, here's the ice. Here's the ice. Oh, lovely ice sound, mate. Yeah, here's the gin. And then here's the tonic. It's a Monday afternoon, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Happy Yay. Monday. Oh, lovely. Um, so should we kick off with a little bit of... Eurovision news. Oh, my God. I mean, are we going to spend the next two hours talking about the Eurovision news? Or are we going to do this? No, we're going to do this very short but sweet. Lots of countries have put their songs through. Other countries are going through the competitions right now. The UK has an entry. Yeah, yes, it, it does. It, it, it is an entry. It's not the entry we wanted, but it's the entry we deserved. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's... it's it'll a, be great. It'll be, it, it'll yeah. be fine. It's not going to... None of them were going to win. Asanda wasn't going to win and she no. was breathy on the night. No. Oh. She, yeah, it was... I mean, I don't know. What can you, what can you say? It, she, Suri, put on a performance that you could see at Eurovision very easily. Very strong. So the and people... Apparently, go on. I, I didn't think about this. Yeah. But um, apparently she's very good with the press. Like, she's, she's, good, at, she's good at wooing the press. Yeah. I th- and also, she because she already has her connections... Yeah. With yeah. Loike and, and Blanche, yeah. she and she and she has a lot of potentially a lot of friends in the Eurovision world. I'm sure already. she does. Yeah, she's maybe some of them sit on panels for mm. other countries. You never know. So we might, so we might do a little bit score. better, just yeah. because she's well liked in the community. Sure, sure, and I, I'm fine with that, and I'm happy. Like that was, you know, if if it wasn't 
asunder it would have been Siri and I'm glad that it went yeah. in that direction yeah we said that um, and you thank know, god it wasn't Liam right thank god it wasn't <laughs> Liam but you look at just looking at the numbers I just have the, the numbers for the views on the on the YouTube videos that they have up um, and Asanda has nearly a quarter of a million views on her song. The next closest is Suri, but with only 140,000 views. Um, and the lowest is Goldstone with 56,000 views. Yeah. So clearly, you know, Asanda was, was, it was a good song, but it, it did. It they comes made down her to do too is. much dancing on yeah. the night. They should have toned it down for that first you decide. Yeah. And they should have got rid of that bloke. That weird bloke kept with just the hat. popping up to do the rap. Yeah, yeah get him off the stage, mate. Yeah. What was it that was about? a sample. It doesn't need, I mean, I guess actually it needs to have a person there because they can't have pre recorded lyrics, but could have just had a man in shadows at the back. Anyway. I didn't get it. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah, that's a thing. Also, went to see. Um, so I watched the third semi-final of Melfest. Yes, you did. Um, at the weekend, I was very jealous. I am still yet to catch up on the first two. I haven't mm. had the chance to yet. But um, from speaking to friends and the Euro, Euro fans yeah. that were there, um, no one's very impressed with Sweden this year. Gosh, that, and I'm... it's become a bit of a. All the finalists are. Oh, it's, it's a bit of a sausage fest. There seems to be a bit of a problem with getting women through this it's year. Just, oh God, was uh, loads so of who, dudes who, and who, loads who... of Despacito ripoffs. Oh God, I imagine they'll. Yeah, <laughs> oh jeez. But you were watching in the Swedish church, weren't you? Yeah, and they had booze. Oh man, they know how they to do it. They didn't have booze I'm... last year when we went, did they? <laughs> no, and they didn't, and it was cash only, and now they've got cash cards. only. No, they have cards. My there God. was loads of booze. You could get little mini bottles of Prosecco if you wanted to. It was lovely. And Vicar Eric still there. Oh man, they lovely know how to Eric. do it. They know how to do it. They know how to do church. Preach, preach. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Those also. I have a bit of anonymous um, Eurovision oh, news. Interesting. Some gossip. Some gossip. Some Ex. rumour, conjecture, gossip. We love it. Okay, cool. That apparently um, Jacques Houdet, that homophobic Croatian maniac oh, that did the God. opera duet with himself last yeah, year, yeah. sent an entry to the BBC to try and represent the UK this no. year. <laughs> Jesus. Which apparently was just a pile of crap. There was no, like, there was no way. I Even love if he wasn't homophobic, <laughs> it was no way. But Amazing. apparently, tried bloody tried getting on in on our Eurovision. Represent the UK. God, get out of here, <sighs> you homophobe. We don't want you, Jack. I love that we have our sources now. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> secret anonymous sources. Secret anonymous um, source. That's all my news. Yeah, I mean, look, we can go. We're not a news show. Go to the news shows for that. We never claim to be. <laughs> just we... bloody Google it, guys, if you want to learn <laughs> something. Don't come to yeah. us if you want to learn stuff. Um, I've got some any other business. Mm. I, have, Love I it. have. Very exciting. So I've got some emails to read out. Yeah. The first one, your friend and mine, Roland, the Reverend. <gasps> no way. It's got in touch a, oh finally it's finally dad started listening to the podcast again that's really nice of you thank yeah, yeah, you yeah. um so subject line so the subject line was royal me uni which i had to google Doesn't i didn't know what that meant uk yeah i did, did you know that uh yeah who it's uk in french is it french no it's not french yeah it's french yeah yeah we never I knew. Didn't know that. I'm so <laughs> 29. I didn't know that. Had to Google that because I yeah, thought you just like fine. mashed the keyboard at first. <laughs> but Dad says, "Hi, Roland and Isabel. Just heard that Suri is the UK entry yeah. at Euro 2018. Euro 20. Euro 20. Football, mate. <laughs> um, I listened to the song on YouTube. 
I think Dan either was drunk or wasn't concentrating on what he was typing. Excellent. Um, busy. This is all, a quick response. It's quick. He's a busy man. He's got yeah. God to answer he to, okay? For, he's just yeah. got to smash these emails out. Um, I listened to the song on YouTube. Or rather, I listened to the first 60 seconds. Ooh. I had to give up after that as I was already bored beyond belief. Oh my what goodness What has happened? Me. Is this really the best we can offer? So sad, <laughs> the Rev. Wow. So Suri harsh, harsh does not words. have the church's backing on this. Yeah, harsh words from the Rev there. I mean, wow. it's harsh but true. Harsh but true. And yeah, it, yeah, it and is. And also, can you tell where I come from? Like, I am my father's daughter. <laughs> 100%. You mean judgy or? <laughs> yes, hugely yeah. judgy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he made his mind up and that and that was it. And uh, That's it. I think yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Um, we also have an email from a new emailer hey, person. An emailer. That's exciting. Isn't it exciting? We love a new emailer. Always. It says, Dear Isabella Rowland, hi, exclamation mark, mm. Sally from the continent of Australia here. Yes, nailed it. Good work, Sally. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed that. Great. I've just recently found your podcast and over the summer break, I've worked my way through your entire back catalogue. Wow. Good girl. <laughs> um, so as you'd imagine, I've got a few things to chat to you about. Okay. I try to confine myself to one-ish topic per email. However, otherwise, uh, this will be far too long and I'll blame my chances of becoming favourite correspondent of the fortnight. Wow. A, something that has fallen out of out of, uh, out of our repertoire, yeah, I feel. favourite. Which I'm going to bring back. Well, I mean, for bringing it back, I feel like Sally becomes favourite, right? yeah because she asked for it and yeah, she yeah. named the continent she was from so she she's right. she's obeying all the rules i asked yeah. very simple rules of our <laughs> listeners and she's obeyed them all so yeah, far so, so she's favorite i'm totally sally you nailed it good yeah. good work um i will address myself uh in this email to the most pressing topic on my mind okay. australia's controversial inclusion in the eurovision oh, song contest okay, okay. I know you are opposed to our inclusion, Isabel, and I respect that. <laughs> On one level, I agree with you. It's completely illogical for Australia to be in Eurovision. Mm. Turkey, Israel, well, what with the shifting geopolitical borders, mm. past empires and exoduses, they are all, uh, at the very least, Europe adjacent. Yes. Australia, on the other hand, is a whole other continent. On the mm. other side of the world, and in no way part of Europe. We couldn't really get farther away unless we moved to one of those new planets. Something else we also discussed on the podcast, which I feel we haven't discussed recently enough. No, we haven't. What happened with on, the new planet? We haven't been up on Planet Watch, have we? No. Where are the aliens? <laughs> they should be here by now. Yeah, I thought we found some planets that we could at least move oh, to. That was an exciting time for us. Oh, Sally's emails bringing back a lot of nostalgia for yeah, me. It's wonderful. Thanks. It's because she's been doing the whole. She's been doing the back catalogue for us, so that she's we can properly binge. Yeah. So it, all, all that is in her head at the moment is mine and your voices. Mm. Poor, poor woman. Um, <laughs> That's all I hear in my head. Sally, <laughs> I don't know what that's I mean. for mental health reasons, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Sally goes on to say the question I would put to you, however, is this: When do we ever judge anything Eurovision-related based on pure logic? Oh, I mean, she's that right. Sense. She's yeah. not wrong. No, she's not wrong. Uh, and while you mull on that question, please allow me to put forward my humble and slightly ambivalent defence of Australia's inclusion in Eurovision. Mm. I will give you three arguments: one from the brain, one from the heart, and the actual reason why. Mm. So, one, brain. Within Australia is a mini Europe. Mm. Australia is a nation... This is really beautiful. It's quite long, but I'm going to read yeah. most of it. I've edited some, but it's yeah. so lovely. Australia is a nation of migrants. It is so much more than that former penal colony <laughs> down under, as the good reverend so kindly <laughs> put it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Dad, Uh-oh. you have been called out for your bullshit. Um, 
Apart from the First Nations of Australia, who have so far been represented twice on the Eurovision stage and will be again this year, hurrah mm. for Jess Malboy. Yeah. Um, we have all come from over the seas. Not to put too fine a point on it, but... Britain's past did illegally invade and colonise this country. Yes, we did. Sorry, I mean, about, sorry that. about that. Sorry. Um, but it's not just the Anglo-Celtic Aussies. Did you know, for example, that Melbourne has the highest, uh, as the biggest Greek-speaking population of any city outside of wow. Greece? Actually, yes, I did know that because my friend Nikki tells me it all the time. <laughs> it's a good thing to know, for sure. People from Melbourne are really pleased with that fact. Yeah, that's great. Even non-Greek people from <laughs> uh, What could be more Eurovision than a truly diverse multicultural society? Love it. Number two, heart. Yeah. Australia loves Eurovision. Yeah. We flock to Eurovision parties. We get up at 5 a.m. to watch it live. Not only those of us with European heritage, not only the queer community either, but do spare a thought for us queers down under. We only just got same-sex marriage after years of campaigning mm. and months of a very public fear-mongering debate oh about whether we should be granted this human right. So... With the entrenched homophobia, racism, xenophobia, disrespect for indigenous land rights and ongoing colonization and genocide and inhumane detention of refugees, including children, we've really needed that bright little ray of sunshine every May, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think... I can't rob that of them, no, that's fair we, news. After, you've had after a roughen. After that Everyone's argument. Everyone's having a roughen, yeah. That's fine. It feels a bit petty. And then third, the actual reason why, the SBS Special Broadcasting Service is our beloved multicultural public broadcaster. For decades, it has been the bastion of cultural and linguistic diversity in Australia, the safe space for the LGBTI community, uh, a voice for First Nations, and may the Elohim bless SBS. Oh it God. pays its dues to the EVU. Oh. <laughs> wow Oh my God, this is... We, we've said Sally has really listened to the podcast. Yeah, really listened. Like, really listened to it. We, we've said it before, but our listeners are really good at writing. Like, this They're is like... beautiful. An Such impassioned pros. argument. It's amazing. I really like it. So she signs off saying, many thanks to the ever-entertaining podcast. Yours truly, Sally, mm -hmm. from the continent of Australia. Sally, Sally. you are definitely my favourite. And I, would, I will go on record as saying now that, just to be clear... I, a, I knew, I know all of those things. That's yeah. but wonderful. She said that in a way better way. Yeah, than my I am. God. Good. Yeah. Um, but for anyone who wasn't listening, you know all that stuff now as well. A little <laughs> yeah. Australian yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I will go on record as just making it clear. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm mostly teasing about Australia. It's kind of. It's a long-running right? joke because yeah. I have a very good Australian friend who I regularly tell I hate. Yeah. Um, purely because <laughs> she's Australian, and I could hate her for so many different reasons, but it is yeah. just that she's Australian. Yeah. Um, but she's also left Australia and so we joke about how we hate Australians and then I yeah. had an Australian ex-boyfriend and that just mm. you know it's a, it's a it's a thing I have no I have no real beef I just like no. to tease no and, and I need to choose someone yeah so exactly. I choose you and it's kind of pan <laughs> it's kind of that's what you know Eurovision is kind of pantomime like booing exactly and you're the pantomime villain Sally not and you specifically not you. I love you but Australia yeah. is the pantomime and also and not just in Eurovision actually I think in my life Australia has become <laughs> the pantomime villain but you love them as well no I'm a big I'm a huge fan of Australian culture. I Australians have, second to the English, have the greatest sense of humour. You are my, I think you did it right, Roland. They're my pantomime villain. Yeah. Um, and will remain that way forever. But yeah. great email, Sally. And thank oh you. Oh my so God. Much. What an amazing email. That was so passionately and passionately so written. Good. And I amazing. had to cut that down as well. God, thank you. Like it was for, longer. Thank you. But for it that, was still Sally. incredible. But I was like, Roland's going to be pissed if I talk for this long. I'm glad you found <laughs> us as well. Yeah, it's good. No, I'm I'm more than happy to give Sally airtime. She did a she did a very nice job. Good job, really Sally. Great job. And if you want to get in touch with us, you as in the listeners, not Roland, because he knows me. our email address, I can, yeah, and I can he has my number to text, to text me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can email us at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a tweet. Uh, we are on Twitter at EuphoriaCast. Well, I think it's it's time for my it's time for my story, mate. Yes, let's do let's do story. I'm very excited. Okay. Uh, always excited when you tell me a story. Okay. Do you know Roland, the name Ralph Siegel? Who? Who? <laughs> Good. That's the answer I wanted. <laughs> Who? Because today we're going to talk about a man named Ralph Siegel. So Ralph Siegel is one of the most notable figures at the Eurovision Song Contest. Wow, and I've never heard of him. I feel and terrible. I've never heard of him. No. And I'd never heard of him until recently. Wow. So I'm gonna, I will, I'll preempt this so I don't forget by the time I finish off this bottle of wine by the end of the story, oh, yeah. um, to thank my wonderful friend Simon, who okay. was uh, gave me the inspiration for this episode and gave me a lot of knowledge behind it. Okay, oh, so I didn't know who Ralph was either until no. Simon told me. A prolific songwriter. A prolific is the right word. <laughs> Since his first participation in 1974, Ralph has written 24 songs that have been performed at Eurovision. Fuck! That's a world record for the most uh, number of Eurovision songs written would, by a person. I would think so. Otherwise, you'd be speaking about the other person who holds the world record. Exactly. Who's that other one? <laughs> no one. Don't know, because they're shit. Doesn't matter. But he's also written another, another, on top of that, 20. another 51 songs Whoa. that have reached their country's national selection. Oh my God. Um, so in the past 44 years, for this, we're going to, fo- we're focusing right now on the, on this, uh, on the 24 that he's done, past. the actual Eurovision songs. So in the f- past 44 years, he's pensioned for five different countries, Luxembourg, Germany, Switzerland, Montenegro, and in most recent years, San Marino. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> And his home country of Germany owes its first ever victory in part to him. Wow. Amazing. So today, Roland, we're going to go over the highs and many lows (laughs) of Ralph Siegel's Eurovision career. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to see the approach he's taking is more like a shotgun approach than a, you know, (laughs) very accurate target approach. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. This is mu- the Ralph really has. He has a mindset of just just sling just, some shit, man. Just throw it out. Just and sling see all sticks. the shit. <laughs> something, something will stick somewhere. Um, no, that's very wrong. No, I'm gonna. I, I no, I want to make it clear. I love. I love Ralph. Yeah. After doing all this research, I have fallen in love with Ralph. Okay. Um, and he has done some wonderful things at Eurovision. So this is this is intended to be a celebration of his work. But I'm gonna have to be honest. We'll all very quickly realise that in recent years his work hasn't been that great. It's not been so, best. Okay. We're going to go through all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the yeah. indifferent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is this is to celebrate everything Ralph has done of in the course. last 44 years. Of course. Okay. We love Ralph. Okay. So to kick things off, Roland, I thought we would start with, just to get you familiar with Ralph's work. Yes, please. Um, his most recent contribution to Eurovision. Interesting. Which was a big favourite of ours last year. <sighs> I'll take your pills That's right, kids. It's, it's Valentina Manetta and Jimmy Wilson with Spirit of the Night, the performance Spirit that looked like your drunk aunt climbed on stage with a butlin's red coat. 
<laughs> I love what a treat. Clap. It's a good song. It's fun. It's good. <laughs> People having good, healthy fun. Spirit. It's the it's the most innocuous thing, like, isn't it? It's just like Oh, it's completely unharmful to anyone. But it's just time. so it is the night time. The choreography is not is just non-existent. I love and I love I love music videos where it's an interpretation of a nightclub by someone who clearly has never been to a nightclub. It's like everything's clean. Yeah, or hasn't been to one in like 20 years yeah, because yeah. There's lasers. Both of them are too old to be going clubbing. People are wearing suits. Like, he's wearing, like, a suit jacket <laughs> and a T-shirt underneath. It's like, ah, oh, man, like, okay. <laughs> that's your spirit of the night. <laughs> okay, so that's that's just a little taster. That's your immediate taster. That's something you know of Ralph. That's Love it. Good, Ralph. I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So now, though, we're going to go all the way back to 1974. Okay. This is to Ralph's first ever entry. Bye Bye I Love You, sung by Irene Shear for Luxembourg, which came a very respectable fourth place the year that ABBA won with Waterloo. Wow. Two years later, he wrote the entry for his home country, Germany, for the first time. Okay. Sing Sang Song, performed okay. by the Humphreys Singers. <laughs> which, this one isn't, is that the one that goes ding-a-ding-a-dong? Is that the one? No, we're, we're going we're gonna to have a listen to this okay. one. <laughs> Sing sang song, sing a sang song, sing sang song, sing a sang song, sing sang song, sing a So that was the first what thirty seconds, and there wasn't a well, the the words sang and sing, sing sang song, and song, sing a sang song said. So good. Does it change? Is it, are it there annoyingly it does? I was hoping okay. that it would be just one of those that, ridiculous Eurovision songs. They do actually start singing, but not until you're, you're good, like two thirds of the way through the song, do they actually say anything different? So this is my thing, right? At this point, he's kind of realised he can get away with anything like he can get away with throwing in a song where the first thirty seconds to a minute is just anything. I mean, that song did come fifteenth. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, that, that was when there was, like, 15 entries. Yeah, yeah so okay. it didn't do well. Uh, well then, very fun. Well, then maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm wrong to judge him so soon. Two years later, three years later, sorry, um, one of Ralph's personal highlights, which is actually also one of my favourite Eurovision performances of all wow. time, was uh, took place in Jerusalem with the phenomenal... Genghis Khan. Oh my god, of so course is, that was him. Yes, this is clip number three. If you don't know Genghis Khan, we're going to play a little bit of this for Let's now. Have a listen. I bloody love this one. Christ, Isabel, if you'd have asked me half an hour ago what the connection between Genghis Khan and the spirit <laughs> of the night was, I couldn't have told you. But now we know they were written by the same person. Jesus. I know. This Incredible. Guy. So Ralph has talent. Ralph's he got talent. He does have yeah. talent. 
Damn. Um, that Damn. that absolute belter came Damn. fourth, obviously, because yeah. it was incredible. Yeah, great. Uh, and was followed in 1980 by two entries from Ralph in the contest. Okay. Wow. The first one with Theater by uh, Katja Epstein on behalf of Germany, which came second to Ireland's Ooh. Johnny Logan. Oh, I mean, yeah. Fair <sighs> Close again. Call. Fourth to Abba. And, um, and then uh, the other one was Papa Penguin by Sophie and Magaly on behalf of Luxembourg, which came ninth. Wow, that's, I mean, you know, that's pretty good. Like second and ninth. That's like unbelievable. That. That's yeah. very impressive. Yeah, um, that's great. Both of those songs are completely bonkers and amazing. We're not going to listen to them or watch them now, but I would highly recommend it. Papa Penguin uh, sounds great. Theater has mime backing singers, which I'm aware is the truest definition of the word oxymoron. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So they're dressed in mime costumes. They're dressed as mimes. But, but they're they the are singers. singing. They have to be singing because they're backing singers and you can't have yeah. to be recorded vocals. Yes. That's a weird one, that is. That's Very weird. Slightly confusing, yeah. Uh, in 1981, Ralph came close to victory again with Johnny Blue, sung by Germany's entry Lena Valetis, which came second again. Oh, second again. to who? Do we know? No, who cares? No, we just don't uh, know. <laughs> But it was in 1982, only a year later, when Siegel and Bernd Meininger's song Ambition Frieden, or A Little Peace, was performed by 17-year-old German high school student Nicole, which not only won the hearts of the jury, but the entire world, and claimed Germany's first ever victory at the contest. He wrote that one. That was his. We the talked one that you, about Nicole The one that you first before, described as say, singing I'm a Bichon Frise. <laughs> <laughs> It's that one. Oh man, God! So this guy has been in a number of our stories already, and we've spoken yeah. about we, like he's just been in the background of all our Completely stories. Completely unknown to us. Oh my God! I know. I'm a bit on Frise. Oh, I'm a bit on Frise. I'm a bit on Frise. So uh, a little piece won by a margin of 61 points, setting a yeah. new record for the largest winning margin that lasted until the 1997 contest when the winner was. 1997. Oh, us. Shine us. a light <laughs> through every. Gonna wrap my heart. Oh, so yeah. he—that was—that's interesting because that song with the um, uh, "I'm a little bit of peace" was really like low key, like it was a woman and a guitar. So comparing that to one Genghis Khan and also <laughs> her "Spirit of the Night," he really yeah. took a kind of like chilled out approach with that one. Many genres. Many He's genres. A of a many genres. So as mentioned, we've discussed Nicole briefly before, very on in the podcast, yeah. uh, towards I think towards the start of series one. And mm. I'm sure she will be discussed again. So right now, I, I mean, that was a big thing. We could probably talk about that, but we're going to we're gonna stay focused on Ralph. Yeah, okay? yeah. There's a lot, there's still a lot to get through for Ralph. Yeah. We're only at 1982. God, okay. In 1985, he entered, uh, some, of the, some of these ones now, we're just going to, we're just going to rattle through them. Yeah. Okay, we're just okay. going to get through some of them. Yeah. In 1985, he entered uh, Children, Kinder, Enfants, which is children, uh, children, children. sort of like if a you know the TV the kids TV show Playbus that we used to watch as kids. Yeah, yeah. It's like that if it was run by a cult. Oh my god! <laughs> it's petrifying. It's sung in three different languages. A real mix of people. The video is horrifying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. I just wouldn't. <laughs> it really was upset. I just. I didn't warm to it in the least. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna watch no. that. Children, uh, then children. there was Wind in 1987 with Lasty Son in Dein Hearts, a sort of 80s Germanic tropical mashup, if that makes sense. Wow. That doesn't make sense. No, Does it doesn't. Make sense? 
No. Well, no. It, I mean, but, it doesn't. It, it, there's nothing in my head that is coming. No. To there's mind, no. There's no. There's no references you can no. pin that to. But, but that's what original. it is. What can you say? He's original. Yeah. Um, that song somehow somehow came second. Again, it's not good. Wow. Um, but yet again, lost to Ireland's Johnny Logan. Fuck. He must one hate Johnny Logan, but also he doesn't have good luck entering against some really strong contenders. No. Damn no. it. Yeah, yeah, so this is, I mean, we're going to find out through this that Ralph, I feel, probably has a, a number of arch nemeses. Yes, and Johnny, Johnny Logan is one of them. Is, is right is, up there. Yeah, lost mm. to him twice already. Come second to him twice, mm. the two times Johnny won. God damn. Terrible. Uh, in 1988, the year of my glorious birth, uh, Ralph qualified with Ein Lied für einen Freund, sang by mother and daughter duo Maxie and Chris Garden. <sighs> Who um, both played the same piano on stage at the same time? Oh my god! Okay, what what does that trans? Do you know what that translates as the song? Um, I have it here. I do have it here. Oh, song for a friend. A song for a friend. Song oh. for a friend. Mother and daughter. Gross. I mean, that sounds. Pretty... I hate it when I meet women that that are like, oh, my mum's my best friend. No, <laughs> she's your mother. We go out. Yeah, we go out. No. We go out clubbing sometimes, and like, I no, talk but... to her every day. Sometimes she borrows my tops. You're disgusting. <laughs> no, that's weird. Something's wrong on either your mother's end or your end. Probably both. Yeah, you've it's grown up right. in a weird household. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, that one only came fourteenth somehow mm, i think lots of other people probably found it weird too Maybe. uh <laughs> yeah. two years later in 1990 there was free zulieben uh by chris kempers and daniel kovac uh, who look so unbelievably 1990s it's extremely <laughs> painful um almost uh, as painful as some of daniel's singing at the beginning oh no it's didn't go well no Two years after that, in 1992, he combined forces yet again with wind on Trauma Sind for Aladar, or Dreams Are There for Everyone, which oh, came God. an understandable when you've seen it, 16th. Mm. Yeah, well, that name of the song as well. Gross. Is not, that was, yeah, this is his kind of generic years where it's just like, dreams are free and you are too. Yeah. This is a song for everyone. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of them. Um, the song, yeah. you know, it came 16th. It was never going to win. But did no. you know what did win that year? That year? Okay. Um, that year. What year was this? Say it again. 1992. No, I don't. It was Linda Martin singing the Irish entry, Why Me, that was <sighs> written by Johnny Logan. Johnny Logan! Oh my God! <laughs> God damn it, that Johnny Logan. Oh, again! Man. Again! Again! At least he didn't come second this time. No, at least he didn't just lose out to him. But still, he was Johnny was livid. rubbing it in his face at this point. Two years after that, in 1994, saw female trio Mikado ask Votis to party uh, in third place entry. Vigeben <laughs> yeah. party. That sounds great. I really like that song. Where? What is that? Means where is the party? Yep, so the song was called We're Having a Party, oh, but sorry. there's uh, they ask repeatedly, where is the party? And it's just a trio of women asking, where is the party? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, it sounds, <laughs> it's, that, that sounds like one of my faves. That sounds it's like a, a bit like uh, we had to learn these little ger- songs when we were learning German at school. Mm. And it <laughs> could easily be one of those that what we got is, played. What it's, is the party? Yeah, we used to have to learn one that went... Um, Hallo, wie heißt du? Ich Kaiser, Georg, guten Tag. Okay, I won't go on. What does that but you mean? have to basically you introduce hello. yourself. 
You see, saying hello, how are you? Uh, my name is Georg, uh, yeah. and then Georg. the other person says, "Hello, good day, Georg. My name is Stefan." And then you go, "Hello, Stefan." <laughs> and who is that? And then they go, "Oh, where, oh, where is Stas?" And then you go over and you ask the next person, and oh, then you introduce God. yourself, and it goes on and on. Oh my God! Yeah, but it's a so bit you, like that. You just go from door to door, going, "What is the party?" <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's good. Uh, but it, it's, that did. I mean, it came third. Third. That's good. That's really prolific. At this point, is the only one. Once, he's only won the once. Okay, fair. But Germany's only only ever win, first ever win. First ever win, yeah. Three years later, uh, in 1997, was clearly Ralph's attempt at an Andrew Lloyd Webber homage with Zeit, sung by Bianca Schomburg, which came a very well deserved 18th. Oh no! Oh god, he's real. He's really like, yeah, he does. Oh, he's all over the place. Fluctuate. You never know with a with a Ralph Siegel. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, going to go. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> in 1998, German TV entertainer Stefan Raab intervened oh, with a intervened? Germany's Eurovision entries. What happened? Having so, I'm about to tell you. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Having um, Raab would often he's you know is a kind of wacky comedian guy and would have silly songs in the German charts. Yeah, uh, he wrote a song called "Gildo Hat Oik Lieber" or "Gildo Loves You" under the pseudonym Alf Eagle. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Is this going to be like where Bo Selector ruined Craig David's career by making a parody of him? <laughs> Wow! No, no, almost, pretty much, yeah, almost, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's genius. That's very funny. Alf Eagle. Um, <laughs> Alf Eagle. Yeah. So Gildo Horn, who was the character performing the song, uh, wore a flouncy shirt, silk cloak, had very long, kind of weird, grubby hair, and performed with a band called the Orthopedic Stockings. <laughs> so uh, Stefan wasn't really taking this very seriously, but no. Gildo uh, placed seventh in that year's contest which was hosted in Birmingham and Ralph Siegel was humiliated oh no humiliated. oh god oh, oh no. Ralph second nemesis that's another one on, on Ralph's enemies list then oh yeah. yeah he's gonna clock him up Johnny <laughs> Johnny Stefan yeah they're, they're going those down those two oh. uh, but a year after that Ralph was back in charge oh he was fine with multicultural group Supreet's uh, ninety nine in 1999 saw another bronze for Ralph oh, in Israel man, with the fair. band singing Rise Nak Jerusalem or Journey to Jerusalem which the glorious Terry Wogan described as a blatant attempt to curry local favour <laughs> I mean yeah fair enough he's you know he's got to win somehow he's you know he's done it once when that when he was talking oh, yeah. about the cold war do it again oh yeah Topical. he's playing he's playing the game he's seriously <laughs> playing it but it clearly worked because it it came third. Uh, a fun fact for you, though, Roland. Okay, a cool. fun fact. Love a fun fact. Okay. Reisenach Jerusalem is also the German name for the game Musical Chairs. So it was... Wait, what? It's, it's something to do with Jerusalem? Yeah. That the song... Is... So the song was called Reisenach Jerusalem, which is Journey to Jerusalem. And yeah. that is also what Germans call the game Musical Chairs. Oh, I feel like that's one of the things that, like, we shouldn't one call... One of those little... Well, do you know, Slightly like, racist. we shouldn't say Chinese whispers anymore because that's oh, racist. Yeah. I feel like that's probably something to do with the Crusades <laughs> and about, kill, like, Christians kill, oh. killing lots of Muslims. I don't know, this is me. Oh. Well, we're presu assuming. you're presuming yeah, here. I, totally I don't know. Presuming. That was my fun fact. Don't ruin uh, my no, fun fact. I'm not ruining okay. your fun fact. Maybe it's, maybe it's all a positive, lovely thing. 
um but um exactly yeah. do your research and then tell us next week in any other business if yeah. you find out it's racist and don't say chinese whispers anymore it's not okay <laughs> what do we say then oh in in america it's called the it's just called telephone which is rubbish what yeah it's just called that telephone. Is rubbish but it's less racist i'd rather be racist than be rubbish <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> yeah, but that's not going to be our Twitter handle for the next season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, we, yeah. Uh, no, we're not calling it that. Just if don't. anyone's listening knows of a better term than Chinese whispers so yeah. they're not being racist. Or just don't play it. Uh, in 2000, this was another Stefan Raab year. This time, Stefan himself was performing, sporting a golden glittery suit and singing uh, the age-old song, Waddy haddy doody da. And is this, he's still going under the Alf Eagle? Uh, this time I don't think so. I no. don't know. I think that was just the first time around. Okay. To be he's indeed. doing all right. He's, he's got a pretty good record against our Ralph, the original Ralph. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ralph, yeah. Ralph doesn't like him. No, I can imagine. Jesus. This is why I'd he's be, a nemesis. Yeah, I'd be fuming. <laughs> uh, by now, we've reached 2002 which I feel was the beginning of the end for Ralph. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So entering again with Germany, the song I Can't Live Without Music was favourite with the bookies to win. Oh, shit. Sung by Karina May, who had been blind since birth. Oh, my God. And who wore some very snazzy sunglasses on stage. Amazing. Very snazzy. Nice. Uh, the song not only didn't win... It came 21st. <laughs> After being favourite? What <laughs> happened? The bookies don't know shit, mate. Well, no, but something <laughs> must have happened there. Like, Jesus. Uh, well, it's not, I don't know how it was. Maybe, I, I think, I was think the they put it as favourite because she was blind. Yeah. Oh, but it God. was not good when you watch it. And also, I'm kind of glad she was blind because <laughs> it means she didn't get have to see what the backing dancers looked like. <laughs> they not good. They were dressed terribly. Oh, God. Uh, the next year in 2003 saw Ralph's last entry for Germany. Oh. Let's Get Happy, sung by Lou, which came 11th. And in okay. 2006, the Swiss act 641, the most mismatched group of people and outfits I've ever seen, <laughs> sang another Ralph ditty, If We All Give a Little, which came 17th. Okay, moving on. In 2009, he worked for the one and only time with Montenegro and singer Andrea Demirovic with the song Just Get Out of My Life. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, it feels like he's taken a, a, like a slightly bitter turn at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> yeah, so sadly, this absolute masterpiece oh. didn't make it through the semis. Oh. But I would like to watch some of it now because yeah. to me, this performance is iconic. Do um, I mean just all of it's quite iconic, but it also has one of my favourite. Uh, we've discussed this before in terms of Eurovision entries, Roland. It is a song and a performance clearly about a woman telling a man that she doesn't want him in her life anymore. Um, but the Andrea was very clearly singing it to the gayest man in the world. <laughs> so it's not the dance. The dance. All I'll say is. The dance moves okay. in this, okay? okay? You just okay. really um. get involved in the dancing. He 
is. I just okay. mute, I've muted it, but I'm I'm watching it still because he is owning that stage. Oh, it just it gets better. He's oh god, it's He's, just so beautiful to oh, watch. Wow, it's so bad, but I love it so much, and I feel like this should have got through the semis. Yeah, it, so it, it, it was. It could have had its time to shine so because. It, it was it's the, bonkers. It was the first song on at the semis, which is never a good position to be in. It's never going to help your help your thing. You have to be a really strong song to get through that. He's rolling across the stage now. He really likes moving his bum around. He moves his bum. He every movement is, yeah. It, there is to zero the chemistry between the two of them <laughs> when they're dancing. He's very much sort of he's enjoying himself a lot more than he's enjoying her. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh fully. <laughs> In February 2010, it was announced by RTE that Ralph would have an entry in the Irish national final wow. Euro song. Wow. Exciting. He's really like, he's spreading the field now. He's 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 moving a further afield than just Germany. Oh yeah, he'll yeah. stick it in anyone's country, honestly. <laughs> uh, the song was titled River of Silence and was performed by Lee Bradshaw. Um, it finished that year's Euro song in last place. Oh no! Oh god! River of Silence sounds pretty depressing as well. It definitely feels like he took a turn at, at that point. The last couple of entries, get out of my face or whatever it was called in River of Silence. Meanwhile, that same year, his arch nemesis Stefan Raab. Are you kidding? Had helped create Victory for Germany. Are you kidding? <laughs> Back in 2004, Stefan Raab came up with a new concept for the German Nationals, which is what we all kind of know of as the norm today, which is a, a casting show where completely unknown singers vied for the top honour. The show Unser Star for Oslo, or Our Star for Oslo, in 2010, chose 17-year-old Lena Meyer-Landrut, who went on to win in a landslide victory with Satellite, oh. the first time the country had won since Nicole had back in 1982. No. So he came up with the format of the national final then? Yeah. Yeah. So Ralph is involved in that. Like he was on the judging panel and stuff. Like he was, uh, not Ralph, sorry, Stefan. Yeah. Uh, so he was fully involved in that. So without him, Lena potentially wouldn't, wouldn't have, have happened. Damn it. Fuck. Fuck. Mm. Fuck you, Stefan. Mm. <laughs> no. Um, the same year that Stefan was helping Lena go on to victory, um, Ralph was working for the first time with San Marino icon and general Eurovision botherer, yeah. Valentina Manetta, <laughs> on... <laughs> she is. She is a Eurovision botherer. <laughs> the Social Network song, do you remember uh, that? We all remember that one because she was, mm. it was called the, was it called the Facebook song first? Oh no. Um, oh, it was, it was. So we're yeah. going to get to that. Yeah. So we're going to, um, just in case you don't remember it, this yeah. is song number five now. This is something for you to have a little listen to. If you want to be on the hook, simply take a look. There's an intensity to Valentina in all of her songs that is kind yeah. of, is that desperate? Yeah. Like, it's the same, she actually, she makes the same face that Gem and I were making when they knew it was all going wrong, but they thought, well, the bigger yeah. the face we make, the more it will Genuine seem like we're okay. Fear. <laughs> 
Uh, oh dear. Yeah. yeah. So that um that song was oh, yeah as as you mentioned correctly mentioned Roland that song was originally called Facebook. Uh oh oh. <laughs> Open brackets a satirical song close brackets. Wow. Uh, but the EBU decided the song contained an unreasonable commercial message for mm. Facebook, which resulted in the lyrics disqualification and the name being changed. You're not allowed it. I love that he had in brackets it. a satirical song. Just just so you <laughs> so you know. It's just satirical, mate. Yeah, satirical. You satirical have to say song. it's satirical. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> It's not obvious enough, is it? A Facebook uh oh is is a good name for a song, but you just you can't do it. And he should have known by that point. He's entered enough oh, songs to know the rules. But this is San Marino. And he's try- yeah, they're just like whatever. We'll try it. It'll give them. It'll give Mavericks them. Mavericks at Eurovision. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay. They really are. Finishing in fourteenth place in the first semi-final. Oh, that's not. Uh, good. It, it, although it did not qualify for the ESC final that year, this was their best result since their debut really? in two thousand and eight. Oh my god! Fourteenth in the semi-final is their best 14th result. Fourteenth in the semi-final. I mean, the song received mixed to negative reviews. Yeah. With ESC Insight journalist and all-round Eurovision fountain of knowledge, Ewan Spence, describing it as, <clears throat> okay, <laughs> the most cringeworthy Eurovision song in many years, composer Ralph Siegel should know better. Wow. Yeah, many years. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel yeah, like that's pretty fair. He should, pretty know, bad. he should know better. 2013 saw Ralph and Valentina return again, this time with Chrysalida Vola, which came 11th in the semifinals. Um, which I feel was completely undeserved. So this song is probably the best song San Marino have ever entered. Wow. And actually way better than a ton of crap that gets through to the final. Yeah. So I feel like they were badly judged that year. It wasn't it's really very fair. Like yeah. Valentina did a solid job. She didn't look terrifying. She's holding this like glowing orb thing on stage. It's delightful. Wow. Uh, in 2014, Ralph... And Valentina joined forces again. She was, um, this is something that Simon told me, she was in fact signed to a three-year contract. Oh, okay, okay, I see. He, I was going to say he money. found his muse, but um, she just had no. to legally do that. for Legally, she was obligated <laughs> legally. to. Uh, with the song, Maybe. Now this one, okay? Yeah. This one got through the semis. It made it. Got it, through. it made it. It made it through the semis. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and it came 24th out of 26 acts at oh. the final. <laughs> I mean, still though, they got to they got to take part in the the big night itself. All oh, they were there. All yeah, twenty people from San Marino watched it. I imagine on really the night, really lovely, <laughs> really great for them. Good for them. Uh, this was, as Minetta said, as Valentina said, um, at the time, her last time performing as a competitor at the Eurovision Song Contest. She said that, which she did say that, which we obviously know is not true because yeah. she returned last year she couldn't resist so. the law of eurovision she is a dirty liar <laughs> <laughs> oh. in 2015 ralph entered again with san marino with mm. chain of lights sung by anita simoncini and michelle perniola wow. uh now i say sung mm. it's painful at parts it's not a rap and by parts I mean throughout the entire song uh, which then brings us all the way back round to the spirit of the night spirit of the night and apparently Ralph stated that when he uh, when he was writing the song for 2017 that he only had one condition for doing it for San Marino okay the condition was 
I want to have my Valentina back. Oh my God, of course he She did. is his muse. Oh, she is. Oh. No longer a contractual obligation. No, and she chose- Just cho- love this time. Yeah, and it was consensual. She accepted the uh, Completely demand. consensual. Although yeah. it was a demand, so <laughs> it's fairly demanding, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that yes that brings us back around to 2017 wow. oh and i've got another i've got i have another fun fact fun you fact didn't, you didn't really like my other fun fact but i've got another fun fact for you <laughs> Ralph so spirit of the night yeah placed last in its semi-final receiving no points <sighs> from the jury vote oh, no. and only one point from the public televote and this single point came from uh, did it come from us did it come from it us it came from it came from no, we went nice enough. Oh man! It came from Ralph Siegel's home country of Germany, Germany. Uh, and it is currently tied for San Marino's worst result overall in the oh, contest ever. I really liked it. I liked Spirit <laughs> of the Night. It was reported by Weebie Blogs in September 2017 that Ralph was ready to both organise and bankroll a Bosnia and Herzegovina wow. entry for Lisbon 2017. Wow! But sadly, it was not to be due to financial troubles uh, and internal bits and pieces going on Bosnia Herzegovina are not, not participating not entering damn it he mm. put his money on the wrong horse with Ralph that one. was willing to do it he was so desperate to be involved oh. so Roland to yes. end this story uh, I, I know that we've you know we've gone through Ralph's whole back catalogue and yeah. he's had a lot of songs in Eurovision yeah but what about all the songs that didn't make it to Eurovision? You know, what about all the times we were robbed of Siegel's sheer musical genius in a natural, you know, a national selection final? You mean so? Okay. Here we're now going to do a sort of um, what's it called whenever when people die at the Oscars in memorandum? In, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. When people do, when we do, it, we're going to do a sort of in memorandum <laughs> to some of Ralph Siegel, uh, Siegel's greatest anthems that never were. Oh man. Okay. Okay. So maybe imagine now there's some sad music, or maybe when we do this, when you actually l- release this, maybe you can put some sad. Should I put some sad music on? Okay, I'll put some sad music on. So we have to, um, have to say goodbye to. Oh. Mein Geschenk ein Dick. <laughs> Meine Liebe will ich dir geben. <laughs> ein Blick sagt mehr als jedes Wort. Mannequin, <laughs> Pan, Peter Pan, Blue Jeans Kinder, Tingle Tangle Man, Grün Grün Grün, Die Glocken von Rom, Frieden für die Teddy Baren, Ich hab Angst, Engel, Can Can, I Believe in God, The Angels Are Tired, Adio Ciao, sunshine in your eyes i'll follow the sunshine save a little sunshine (laughs) under the sun we are one and clowns oh god no (laughs) that's not (laughs) that's just a little a little selection of some of his wow i feel non-hits and ikhab angst (laughs) i have i have angst jesus christ yeah he really does go from like light to dark quite quickly 
I really, it's really strong. There is on the Ralph Siegel's Wikipedia page, it has all of his Eurovision entries, it has all the names. So, you know, if you were going to do some proper delving here, which I'm going to do, yeah. um, you could look into all of the ones that didn't make it to Eurovision as well. They're oh all God. listed there, all, all the countries, all the years. They're for many, and he entered through many different countries. Like, he tries to enter Jesus. through many different countries. So we've got... He we've, smashes his songs out. We've got plenty of time to have a Ralph-esque career, though, haven't we? Like, he, you know, he's going i don't know how old he is now but he's still going strong oh he's no easy he's a million um well as we're feeling inspired uh now by ralph's illustrious career um shall we move on to continue our uh venture into collectively doing a scientific approach to creating a eurovision hit this year yes please okay excellent so uh the last couple of episodes we've looked at both the uh, wordage to use and the technical approach to music. And again, Mm -hmm. we found out that a song in a minor key, specifically D minor, but minor key specifically, uh, or minor key uh, more broadly, um, and a song featuring words and lyrics around storms and drama and eyes, not about sunshine, yeah. which is something Ralph should probably think about. Yeah, um, Ralph, you had too many sunshine songs. Not about sunshines and hearts. So I was thinking, so I, you know, I thought this week, I was like, right, we've, we've done our research. I'm going to start making stuff. Um, and I wanted to, you know, the technical side of it, uh, I wanted to do something in like a minor key. Um, but I also have looked at like some other things that have uh, that have trended that have made uh, popular Eurovision songs, and one okay. of them is a sort of fairly well known um, uh, asset to these songs, which is the use of a traditional or like acoustic kind of vibe or an instrument within a uh, more modern sounding song. So obviously, like Emily De Forest had that. Do you remember that like tin whistle that's like. Yeah. Um, Alexander Ryback uses a fiddle. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of those vibes in there that makes a really popular song. So what I've done is I've only, I've created some music. I haven't put lyrics to it. Um, I've created a, it's a minute long um, and I want to have a listen to this and just to kind of gauge where we're at, where you are, where you're at, where I'm at, where our listeners are at in terms okay. of what we've taken on over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> You know, it's just a sample, and you know, it doesn't doesn't go very many places. But uh, what did what did you think of that? Like, how how we how are we doing along along our path? So I liked the use of the glockenspiel. 
the like the Sung. the main kind of rhythm. The like, bling, bling. clang, yeah. clang, clang, yeah. clang, clang. It's an clang. interesting instrument. I, that it's it's it's. Like, I feel like there hasn't been enough glockenspiel at Eurovision. No, no, and you can do. Stuff and if we're going to go down the odd odd musical route, yeah. you know, mu- musical instrument route, yeah, we've had they, a fiddle, we've had a we've had a pedi whistle. I haven't had a glockenspiel. Why not a glockenspiel? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like that as well. And you could do something with it. You could like like put it on the wall or something, and so you can play it like on the wall rather than just Ooh, like sideways a and spiel, yeah and it does but it, i don't think i'm so keen on the the big dun, 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 dun. no yeah i yeah maybe, i think yeah. that's where we've gone a bit awry and, and by we i mean you <laughs> we're all this is a collective thing as well remember we're working on this together um, but i'm loving the yeah, i'm loving the glockenspiel yeah. loving the drums so so what, we, what i reckon we can take from this is a use of a traditional instrument but with some big bassy kind of synth underneath uh kind of you know um robin-esque uh kind of synths underneath yeah like it's something that really builds up um, i think you need to maybe you know what it is mm. i'm i'm loving the whole i love a haunting eurovision mm. song mm. but when do they win you know there'll be maybe a fan favorite there'll be yeah. a big there'll be a popular one yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll really like them they'll yeah. be put onto our you know our spotify yeah. pl- playlists yeah. but when do they win so i think you need to go less haunting more jaunty oh really that's interesting fun yeah i know i'm with you on that so what you we'll know? do let, let's like let's remember this and we're not throwing this in the bin we can come back to this like we've got a lot of time we've got oh, a no, lot you're of, definitely a, a lot of space so so what i'll i'll put this in my back pocket i'll think about it i'll let it kind of simmer for a while mm-hmm. and we'll look mm-hmm. at going in a different direction and then maybe we'll like mm. combine the two or yeah. we'll you know we'll learn from we'll learn yeah. from what we've done that sounds that sounds like a good like plan excellent i really i really do like the glockenspiel though okay so, well, but also listeners you have to tell us what you think as well yeah. give us your reviews of roland's little tune there am i wrong about the glockenspiel should we make this more haunting who knows but we need everyone's hive mind to make this the greatest eurovision yes. song ever and yes, win eurovision please. for all of us give us an email um, so, or a tweet yeah yes you know the contact details euphoria podcast at gmail.com or on twitter we are at euphoria cast nice we're there um so Whoa. that's us done so yeah. join us again in two weeks time where we'll be doing roland story Uh-oh. and in four weeks time it'll be my story again and i'm thinking i might do a slight follow-up to this one interesting so thanks so much for joining us everyone Thank we love you. you very much please do be in touch sally you're obviously my favorite and <laughs> we will speak to you again in a fortnight all right love you bye, bye.